Good morning, God morning. Welcome to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and I'm dedicating today's podcast to Danny and Thea and Olya and Maria and Violet and Joe. Had such a great time with you guys last night. Thank you for everything. God bless you. Everything you do makes a difference. It is up to you to choose what kind of difference you want to make, listeners. Amen. There is power in God's word. When we search the scriptures and find words to wrap around our disappointments, our hurts, and our worry, we are speaking God's language and God answers. Jesus sets the example. When it comes to heartfelt questions and emotional pain, Jesus experienced both like no human has ever or ever will. He didn't linger in the damp fog of Gethsemane. He moved in the direction of his father and proceeded to the cross. There he aimed his cries Godward, not choosing his own words to wrap around his agony, but the words of a psalm. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Praying words of scripture doesn't mean all of our questions get answered or that the pain immediately fades away. But God will respond to his word. Instead of answers, we find the answer. When we turn toward God in our heartache, he promises our anguished hearts will find Jesus. And he is the one who holds all the answers and all the questions in his hands. Amen. Lord Jesus, I especially love to wrap my prayers in the words of the Psalms, just as you did on the day you gave your life for me on the cross. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for moving in my life, Lord. God has said many things in scripture that bring strength and encouragement to our hearts. But we can also gain comfort by what God has not said. In Isaiah chapter 45, verse 19, he declares, I have not said to Jacob's descendants, seek me in vain. In these very words, you have the assurance that God will hear and respond to your prayers. If you are seeking the Lord over some matter close to your heart, it will not be in vain. Let your doubts and fears say what they will. But if God has not cut you off from mercy, and he hasn't, there's no room for despair. So today, seek him with assurance. Seek him with all your heart. 
God will either give us what we ask or give us what we would have asked if we knew everything he knows. Again and again, Lord, I have poured out my heart's desires to you and you have answered in ways I could have never predicted. Your answers far exceeded my requests. You have made my prayers and my seeking matter because you chose to respond. Lord Jesus, you gave yourself completely for me, holding nothing back. Am I holding anything back in my commitment to you? Am I saving myself, shielding myself, sparing myself as I seek to follow you? Life in these shadowlands will be over so quickly. Help me to love you and follow you without reservation today. During his life on earth, Jesus was always thinking of others. As he told us, he came not to be served, but to serve. And he carried that determination all the way to his cross. There he was in the midst of unspeakable agony, thinking of others, his executioners, his mother, even the criminal crucified next to him. This example hits home for those of us who feel too sick, too disabled, or too weak to be thinking about others or caring for their needs. May it never be. We read, to be sure Jesus was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by God's power. Likewise, we are weak in him, yet by God's power, we will live with him to serve him. Yes, you may be weak. You may be elderly. You may be disabled. But like Jesus, we live by God's power and we live with him in order to serve others. Lord Jesus, no one ever had a greater mission and urgency than you. And your time on earth was brief. And yet somehow, you always had time for people who needed you, the children, the prostitutes, religious leaders, people with leprosy, tax collectors. You were drawn to needs, to hungry hearts. Today, Lord, draw me out of myself and my own worries and difficulties so that I can see people as you do. Amen. And thank you, Joni Tada. Those were beautiful passages from her book, A Spectacle of Glory. Stay with me. We'll be right
Life can be challenging. To be honest, we actually make it challenging. I believe it is designed to be easy. Let's talk about this. We know that God calls for obedience. We know that surrender plays a big part in that. Both of those words are powerful. Both of them require commitment. Yes, that 10 letter word. If God directs our steps, think about it. What is left for us to do? All we have to do really is listen for God's direction and move when he says move. When we overthink things is when we get into trouble. That second thought is the culprit. You know how someone says, on second thought, let us beware. You know, I don't know. I'm just trying to keep it real. We are told to mind our own business and think about that. When we get involved with someone else's drama, our own life then becomes challenging because we might have to choose sides or something. Therefore, Stay in your own lane, listeners. The only challenge we should have is keeping ourselves on the right track and sincerely searching out God's will for our life. The adversary, the enemy, the devil brings us challenges. He presents doubts, He gives us bad thoughts. He reminds us of our sins. Challenges. How dare he? You want to keep that devil at bay? Draw closer to Jesus. Call upon his name as often as you need to. As often as you can. The devil hates it when we are focused. He hates it when we have closed the door on him. When you close the door on the devil, you have closed the door on challenges. Please test that. Are you experiencing any challenges right now? back out of your participation. Amen. Serving God faithfully doesn't happen by chance. It is a deliberate choice we make with every decision and action of our lives. We decide to honor and obey the Lord submitting to the promptings of the Holy Spirit and fleeing from our own sinful inclinations. We must consciously model the life of faith to those we love, 
taking every opportunity to instruct them in the ways of the Lord. When we make the Lord our own, choose to serve him, open our hearts to his word, and obey him, then our own promised land opens wide before us and we receive all the blessings that he has planned for us to enjoy. Amen. And that's directly from my Charles F. Stanley Bible's Principles. Amen. As I open up my Bible, at the start of each day, I lift my eyes to heaven and I most sincerely pray, Lord, open up my heart and mind to hear these words today. I want to understand you, Lord. Please hear these words I say. These stories that were written so many years ago hold the way to my salvation. Your word has told me so. I thank you for my life, Lord, the blessings of your son, for my family, friends, and neighbors. I love them, everyone. And when I close my eyes, Lord, at the ending of each day, I will praise my Father up in heaven for the gifts he sent my way, for the universe he created and the lives of those I love. There's nothing greater in my life than my love for God above. Amen. And that prayer is written by Millie Patzer. One of my favorites, Millie. Thank you. Listeners, don't move an inch. Be right back in a pinch. God's purpose for your life says, that the Lord wants you connected to him in an intimate relationship continuously. That doesn't mean that God is going to reveal every detail to you, but you can certainly know what he wants you to do in the choices that are before you as you walk with him. He will not keep his plan secret unless you refuse to seek him. This is important because there are times when we come upon crossroads and make decisions that we don't realize are setting the course of our lives. No matter how vigilant we are, we are simply blind to their significance or impact on us and others. But when we are walking consistently with Christ, he always make sure to direct us in the right way. There is no way to lose when you obey God. Jesus, I walk with you. Thank you for leading me perfectly in the center of your will. Amen. 
We've been studying God's determined and desired will. But what happens to his plans for us when we mess up? Because the truth of the matter is that no one other than Jesus can say he or she has always done God's will. But no matter what you've done or who you've hurt, when you acknowledge that you were wrong, when you repent of your sins, and when you submit yourself to God, He sets in motion a plan for you to get back on track. This does not necessarily mean that you get back on the path of his original will for you. If God calls you to preach when you're eight years old, but you ignore him until you're 80, well, naturally, you won't be able to experience or accomplish all that he initially intended for you, right? It doesn't matter if you're 8, 18, or 88. Your Heavenly Father's Father always has a circumstantial plan for you. Assignments for you to fulfill on your particular place on the path. He's the one that picks up the broken pieces of your life. And with the glue of his love and forgiveness, he puts you back together and gives you a wonderful purpose. Jesus, thank you for forgiving me and getting my life back on track to serve you. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord, my prayer today is one of praise. And I praise you for your grace. I'm experiencing times of despair, anxiety, and weakness. Every day, I face more questions than answers. I struggle for peace of mind and understanding from friends and family is not always available. When I rise to begin the journey of another day, I wonder what dilemmas will confront me. How will I handle them? And why do I have to? However, When I pause to inhale your goodness, inhale your love, inhale your peace, I realize that it is you that covers me. It is just as you said in your word, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Father, I know you are the source of my strength and compassion. Your grace and love poured into me every day prepares me for the tasks I must face. When people attempt to upset me, you disperse angels of grace to catch my anger and cover me. When lack of sleep causes irritation to permeate my spirit, 
your grace sends a friend with words of love and kindness. When I'm feeling joyless, it's your grace that provides hope, joy, and even laughter. When I feel like giving up, you provide encouragement. Then, when weakness in mind, weakness in body, and weakness in spirit fight to control me, you say, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And that's Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. Hallelujah. Lord, I'm in awe of you. Through this experience, I can truly say that you are amazing. Not because I read about you. Not because of someone else's testimony. Not because of a sermon. But because of my relationship with you and that it is personal. And even though I choose to become closer to you, it's your grace that pursues me. I thank you for being in charge of my life. I thank you for positioning people around me to uplift and assist me. And most of all, I give you praise, honor, and glory for your amazing grace. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Psalm 6, verse 9. The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. Amen. Be right back. In Touch Magazine says that we may be tempted to think that disobedience in a small matter really won't affect us too much. Surely God isn't going to be bothered by something so inconsequential, especially if our motives are good. But in reality, we never have good motives for any act of disobedience and the consequences are are not lessened by our attempt to diminish its size. King Saul didn't want to go to battle until Samuel was there to offer the burnt sacrifice. But when the prophet didn't arrive on time and the army was beginning to desert, fear made Saul impatient. So he handled the offering himself, attempting to get God's blessing by disobediently usurping the role of the priest. When confronted by Samuel, the king tried to justify his actions. So what Saul saw as a small necessary disobedience, God viewed it as a serious act of rebellion. And as a result, Saul's kingdom would end and the Lord did appoint someone else to Israel's throne. 
any small disobediences, quote unquote, in your life that you're trying to justify could be something you've done or perhaps something you've refused to do. Well, the only solution for any act of disobedience is to confess it immediately and repent accordingly. Amen. In God's way, day by day, Psalm 119, verse 103. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. King David spent a lot of time reading, a lot of time studying, and a lot of time thinking about God's word. He delighted in his study and reflection on God's principles. He not only committed God's word to his memory, but he frequently recalled God's word and steeped his thinking in God's law. He did not forget God's word when it came time for him to speak, time for him to act, or time for him to compose songs. Rather, what he had been thinking about became his speech became his lyrics, and was his motivation for behavior. He reflected God's word in all the judgments he made. God's word was sweet to David. In fact, David said, sweeter than honey, because the end result of applying God's word is always pleasant always beneficial and always good. Amen. And let's end with Cindy Trim. She says, I hope you realize that what you do with what you have today will do more for your destiny than waiting for someday when you've won the lottery or hit it big in some way. The truth of the matter is that waiting for a someday when never takes you anywhere. Everything you need to accomplish, the dreams and goals in your heart is already in your hands and only by investing it today will you have what you need to accomplish tomorrow's hopes and aspirations. Clasp your hands together. Gaze your eyes upward. Let us pray. Father, I seek divine opportunities to advance your kingdom today. I move boldly toward my destiny and refuse to be distracted by insignificant things. The blessings of the Lord will follow me today and I am loaded with benefits. I am living my most blessed and best day today. I declare that I am purpose-driven, kingdom-principled, success-oriented, and I work according to your agenda.
You are my partner and you give me everything I need to assist me in the fulfillment of my kingdom assignment during this season. In Jesus' name, amen. I think that says everything. Listeners, today is going to be a day that is going to be sweeter than honey. And we are asking God for that. And he is ready to give us that. Get rid of all challenges. Pull back your participation in what is causing the challenge. And set yourself free. See you tomorrow. Please come back and pray with us again. Bye for now.